everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Magic of the Heart Cave. My name is Brendan, here with Lacey, the Paper Druid, Mystic Spider-Man. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we got a lot of new people who are tuning in for the first time, and for this episode, we thought that it would be really exciting for us to be able to share a little bit about our stories of awakening. So uh, this is going to be a full-on conversation between me and Lacey. We, we've had we've had this discussion before in some ways or another, but again, you know, <laughs> considering that there's people who may not fully know who we are, who are still getting introduced, we want to be able to take this opportunity to just not only be able to share with you but for us to also be able to reflect ourselves and so with the intention of this podcast of this project in general magic at the heart cave this is all about being able to help collectively find our ways back to that magic of the heart cave back to our heart so we hope that in us sharing our story it helps you also see yourself within our story or to be able to reflect or relate or mm. perhaps even just be able to expand and shift a couple paradigms along the way so yeah. um yeah i'm super excited about this are you psychic are you excited about this episode Lacey? yeah i think this is a fun one to just kind of like revisit and like go through our memories and just mm -hmm. kind of see why we are who we are and you know yeah like gives people an opportunity to maybe reflect on their own journeys even like mm -hmm. the parts of ourselves that were like oh like did that serve me you know those kind of things so mm -hmm. um yeah I'm excited to talk about some fun experiences for sure yeah totally so before we dive into this thank you again to everyone for your support in all forms if you guys would like to be able to help continue to support this project simply sharing it with a friend leaving a comment is super appreciated of course we also can direct you to our paypal and you can find that in the link in the info for this and you can also check out our patreon which again is a monthly membership and then through there we also have additional Things that we do, such as ongoing events that you can be a part of, our ongoing dream classes that we're going to be starting up again soon, Conscious Media Creator Circles, uh, as well as access to some projects that are in development. So thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you to everyone. And uh, yeah, with that said, let's uh, dive into this episode. So the stories of our awakening, you know, I, I think before we even get started um, going all the way back, you know, it's it's important to even just take a moment of reflecting on, well, you know, like, what does awakening mean? What, what does it mean to us, you know, and, and then from there, we can kind of like reverse engineer. And, and, and I think it's interesting, because you know, even kind of going back to last episode when we were talking a little bit um, about like Rudolf Steiner and how he talked about how every seven years we're kind of like shifting into a new stage of consciousness. Um, I think we can see that how, you know, from from the perspective that I hold of things, it, it's I've talked about it before, but you'll hear me talking about it again. But this is a concept I refer to as a reverse time theory. And, and what I mean by that is basically the idea that you know, who we are now as individuals um, was in us as children, was in us as young teenagers, as young adults and everything like that. Totally. And, and so, you know, it's if you're thinking about it from the perspective of the universe, it's like, okay, you know, for, for the average person, it's kind of like, you know, becoming this kind of like, not, not necessarily middle age, but, you know, like within like 20 to 30 years, you're kind of at this point where maybe you found yourself around that time. And see, on average, it kind of takes like, you know, it's like <laughs> somewhere around your thirties, it feels like you kind of like start to find yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like throughout there, um, you're constantly uh, continuing to, to refine yourself and Absolutely. to reawaken. Um, so it's like, you know, how does the stages up to this point, how has it kind of like allowed us to, to become who we are? And, you know, with any story, again, there's there's highs, there's lows, there's twists, there's turns, and there's a lot of synchronicities uh, along the way. 
Um, I'll just say real quick for for me, and then I'll pass it over to Lacey. I think okay. for myself, you know, my story of awakening, I, I guarantee you Lacey's is probably more exciting than mine. I'll, I'll just play that, just just putting that out there. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, uh, and this is kind of how I relate on to it, my story of awakening always stemmed from curiosity. Um, as, a, as, a, as a young child, I was always curious. I was always curious about how things worked, about trying to be able to explain things, about trying to, you know, be able to understand the mysterious. Um, even since I was a young child, I was always attracted to things like the paranormal and UFOs and aliens and Sasquatch. And I was just, whether or not I fully knew it, the idea that there was something more, that, that, that there was something that we didn't fully know, that there was something yet to be discovered. I always remember that that really intrigued me. And so I feel like that was kind of the universe's way of gently kind of like pulling me along or leaving kind of like cosmic breadcrumbs along the way. Um, but yeah, how about you, Lacey? How, how would you explain, uh, again, not even just your journey of awakening but I'll, I'll go back to what i originally said um what is you know what is awakening, what is to, awakening? to us yeah um i guess like awakening is the act of remembering i don't necessarily mm -hmm. think i think you know we're born awake and we kind of lose touch with that depending on our like environmental situation um socially and stuff there's a lot of things on the path that can, I think, lead us off, but that's kind of like the, like we've talked about that. That's the mm -hmm. whole reason is to lead us back to the path of remembering awakening. Um, so yeah, I just think that we're all born awake and we kind of forget, but um, yeah, I think for me personally, it's always been a major part of who I am. I think that in my journey on like in this incarnation and like you know while I'm here <laughs> this time um it's always been a part of me even when I felt like maybe slightly detached from it um so for my like like you know you were talking about your interests as a child and stuff when I look back to you just how i I kind of was like observing reality, even as a young child, as young as like two and three, I was very aware of the energetic fields. I was mm. very like observant of nature and mm. um, even like fractals before I even knew what fractals were or patterns. I think I noticed them in the trees and in, in just like nature um, but I didn't have the words to yeah. fully describe like what is that magic like what is that so as I you know grew up I naturally gravitated towards um, things that were I guess like otherworldly so definitely interested in like paranormal stuff um, like UFOs very young young as like five or six mm -hmm. which we can touch like I had some UFO experiences as a young child, um, a lot of paranormal experiences for me. So it really started in this like lifting of the veil. Like I, I had this sensitivity. I was very open to the other dimensional spaces before I even knew what that meant. Um, and I was curious um, to explore them. So I did pretty extensive exploration as young as like six mm -hmm. I'd say with like paranormal stuff um around nine is when I started to do 
a lot of dream, um, in-depth dream analysis and dream exploration. At six years old. At nine. At nine years old. At nine. I was like remembering my dreams as early as six, like Mm. before, even as early as three. But um, I didn't start like recording them and starting to like explore them as a means for this other type of space that I could access, like Mm -hmm. the higher dimensional space, Akashic Records and stuff like that. I didn't know what that was, but I was seeking it without my knowledge. Like that's the only way I can explain it. I was like, there was like this magnetism, this pull to go there, even if it was scary. And -hmm. there was a lot of scary stuff that happened because since I was so young, I didn't necessarily have the tools to strengthen my own field and there were a lot of things coming towards me I became a bit of a gravity well for um crazy shit to go down like weird stuff unexplainable stuff and I can share a couple of those stories if not today maybe we can do another paranormal Mm -hmm. like episode because there's a lot I have a lot of stories But yeah, so that's just kind of like the basis of that when I was young. And then it just like, it got more intense. I started to really dive into paganism and witchcraft and ritualistic stuff as around like nine or 10 as well. And then... um, It's just the average things a nine and 10 year old would be into. I know. Yeah. Pagan summon circles in the forest and stuff. I thought for sure that I had some ability to... Like as when I was young, we've talked about this. Like I was convinced I could levitate or I could move things with my mind when I was super little. But then you, I kind of lost touch with that. And then around 10 or 11, I started to practice more like, I was just like very in tune with this like subtlety field. It's the only way I can explain it. You mm-hmm. could like tap into it. And when you're a kid, like you're, you're so much more in tune with it. Like it's, it's psychedelic like you don't even need psychedelics like you're there like I remember this one experience where I was with a couple of friends and we used to bike all over the city and uh go to the forest I spent a lot of time in the woods as a child and this particular time we biked out to this abandoned warehouse area and we used to hang out there a lot and it was dangerous and it was like a bridge and I was like not for kids but I was like nine and we went out there and I just remember us doing a circle and I kind of was like, we should like, try to like, <laughs> we should try to like summon like some <laughs> like rain or like, mm. you know, like some elemental, like wind and rain. Something harmless. Like, yeah. Harmless. Yeah, yeah. And so we all sat there in a circle and like, they were into it. I was shocked that they would want to do it, but they were curious too. And children naturally are. And it was crazy. I remember like huge gusts of wind starting to blow. We were in like a field and there was like all these trees around us. Like it was really, really open. There was like, the Thames River. There's no one around. Like we're in the middle of nowhere. But huge gusts of wind started to like blow through. And we were like convinced. We're like, we did it that. Awesome. It was fun. It was cool. But anyways, so cool. it was like testing our like almost like we were meditating, like we were dropping into ourselves, we were listening, and we Mm. were speaking to the earth. And like, that was like, that's real now. The first, those were the first experiences of Mm -hmm. awakening for me was like, that 
something's bigger than me, mm. that things have consciousness. Like I even believe trees were conscious and I still do, but like I was very sensitive to tree energy and like trees and stuff. So I spent a lot of time in the woods, right? Makes so sense, yeah. 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 So that's just the beginning. That's like the start. Small part, yeah. yeah. And then I'll just uh, lead into like probably like the biggest shift and then I'll let you yeah, talk, yeah, but yeah. was around between like 12 and like 16 was probably like the biggest spiritual shift for me. I was obviously raised predominantly Christian. Like both my parents were, I did go to church and stuff like that. So my pagan ways were kept secret, of course. So I wasn't allowed to share that. I oh, did yeah. your blasphemous ways. Yeah. I did end up sharing that with my mom in high school. Um, and she was kind of like freaked out by it because of like what people would talk about, like what witchcraft is, even though I practiced like white, like earth magic and stuff, I didn't do anything like malicious or dark or anything it was quite the opposite um and working with like fairies and like stuff like that but yeah so between like 12 and like 16 I started to dive into like obviously marijuana and a bit of psychedelics like mushrooms and LSD came a little bit later um and those really kind of catapulted me into a deeper depth of awakening that I think I was always seeking a deeper, deeper depth of remembrance. Too. Of remembrance. Yeah. It, it was like, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I'll yeah. let him talk first before I dive into that specific experience. Mm. But in high school, I was like, I was at that point wanting to know more about reality more so than ever before. Mm. Not only reality, but like, who's Lacey? Mm. What am I? Like, what is consciousness? And I started to learn, like, you know, go to the library and take books out about quantum physics and string theory and just like more sciencey stuff. And I wanted to feel more well-rounded with like my understanding of reality, because obviously I know from my own perspective and like my own experiences, but I was like, what are like these experts? What do they yeah. think it is? Yeah. And I found a lot of weird comfort in some of those um scientific like understanding and that even like planted seeds like I felt you know learning about these like quantum like that like blew that my mind yeah. and then I was like obsessed with time travel and like <laughs> like um time specifically so obviously like um a lot about Albert Einstein and relativity and all of that stuff um, and then I did dove deep into like um, philosophy and just like people questioning reality that just was like, mm. yes, like other people there to, are there too. And like, yeah. if we can like bounce off of each other, we could like come to some conclusion of like, what is this? Like, what is this place we are mm. in? Like, what is this? And uh, yeah, all of that was happening. I was like very sensitive and soft and sweet and shy and very artistic and loved poetry and expressing myself through through art um so that's where i am today i mean me who i am as well yeah. um and then yeah i just got more and more deep like i didn't say no to it the call was there and i just answered it i just followed it to where it eventually led me so 
Yeah, Very which cool. was around like 17. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, plenty, plenty more still to, yeah, yeah stories, but though yeah. that's like the basis of like me, I like me exploring reality. Now, you could get more in depth. Like, I obviously, my, my upbringing was not great, you know, so. But the, the circumstances of that almost like directed you towards more like independent thinking. Yeah, independent thinking. To... And well, my dad was very like, even though he was like, I guess like, quote unquote, like Christian. Um, I think he was also just a seeker. Yeah. And he seeker, yeah. was a deep thinker as well. And I, you know, we would have conversations about like, all sorts of weird stuff. So my dad was definitely, I think, even my mom. Like, my mom's also really sensitive. She says that, like, you know, she believed, like, parts of her family, like, there was, like, um, clairvoyance and psychic mm. people in her family, which I also believe, too. And she thought that maybe that I, like, had a little bit of that. It's so funny because it's, like, they were Christian, but, like, they also were, you know, curious about this, like, yeah, other way of thinking Mm -hmm. and so I think even though they may have you know other belief systems they still kind of planted seeds within me to kind of go there myself and I just kind of went with it I just like ran with it yeah (laughs) Yeah. so I'm grateful that they they are curious people as well yeah yeah no that's again you know like with anything like we're a byproduct of our environment so I mean just having the people around you whether it's consciously or unconsciously kind of encouraging that yeah is always gonna kind of move you towards that direction but again you know it's interesting because like we've kind of talked about it it's it's almost you know the soul in itself kind of has like a story that's created for it Mm -hmm. even before we experience it or or perhaps like we have experienced it but now we're kind of like playing it out Mm -hmm. um but we still have this this free will that kind of like allows us to kind of like weave through it at various paces whether it's you know like like immediate from a to b or we take a little detour but eventually we still get from a to b um which is a whole conversation about like free will and destiny and maybe that's another episode (laughs) Um, but yeah it's fascinating again just kind of like hearing your experience because you know for for me I I, and and every experience is different and every journey of awakening is different and and again you know I think it's acknowledging the fact that like we are like constantly in a process of awakening there is more to awaken to which is the beauty of this reality and and exactly what Lacey said I, I think you know even um, when I was kind of like going through a pivotal moment in my awakening, which um, honestly was like closer to like when I was about like 19, 20 and things <laughs> like that. Um, not that there wasn't stuff before then, but for me um, and, and, and you know, looking at mine kind of from a nonlinear perspective, it, for me, it just kind of makes sense. But I, I remember coming to the understanding of of understanding of realizing that like so much of what I was going through wasn't necessarily learning things that were new but were remembering things that were already like like connected into like a piece of my soul or my bigger consciousness or um and really just kind of like opening up to that idea of like what the soul even is and and I remember kind of like just really feeling at home with the idea of acknowledging the fact that yes I am Brendan here in this physical body in this incarnation but just kind of like allowing my heart to open up to this bigger story that oh but like who am I beyond this body you know Mm -hmm. like what's my bigger story who am I as a soul um and not just who am I but but who what is my purpose you know like like why am I Brendan this time who was I previously um what what am I here to do and and you know so 
I think with the journeys of awakening, a lot of it from my experience was a process of kind of like, <clears throat> almost like kind of like piecing together a puzzle where, where it was a lot of kind of like connecting the dots and, and various aha moments. Um, and uh, for me, like a big part of my awakening, <clears throat> one of the stages of it was when I traveled out to Vancouver and, and even then I was already starting to get curious into things, but in Vancouver, I was there for an internship with school and, and I was at school for like media production. And I remember like being in Vancouver and as I was there, uh, it was my first time kind of living on my own. And so I spent a lot of my time just kind of, you know, like naturally just kind of like putting the intention out there for the universe to start like kind of like bringing things into my reality that I could continue to learn from. I spent a lot of time in the back of bookstores reading like, you know, parapsychology books or just like sitting there and finding like weird, like, you know, books from the seventies, like all about like psychic abilities and <laughs> UFOs and life after death. And, um, and, and that was always the thing that, you know, even for me, kind of with Lacey, um, my grandfather was always someone who was very curious. And, mm -hmm. and even though, like, I don't feel that he immediately, like, he, he did have conversations with me when I was older. Um, but I just know that, you know, like, a lot of like, my own curiosity is kind of like, not even just like something that I was around, but something that was just like a part of my nature to to begin with. Um, like I can, I, I found out later in my grandfather's later years of life that he had like huge collections of like parapsychology and life oh, after wow. death stuff. And so I'm just, so at that point, I'm just like, oh, wow, like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know, Absolutely. like, like, like I, I come from a line of seekers, yeah. um, so to speak. And, and I think that's a very fascinating thing because, you know, when you start looking at this from like, the bigger perspective, um, you know, we're not just starting this lifetime purely from scratch. Like we actually like come into it with like mm -hmm. a suitcase full of, you know, like, like parts of ourselves that we have yet to discover, we have yet to like reconnect with. Um, and that can be like latent abilities, like clairvoyance and mm -hmm. things like that. In Lacey's case, you know, it's not like you just learn that. Um, it, it's like something from a past life almost comes with us in into this incarnation. Um, and, and I think in a lot of ways that can literally just be kind of like the the draw towards something, the curiosity towards yeah. something. So, you know, I think for a lot of us, we'll, we'll, we just find that that's a part of our nature is, is to naturally seek this. And, and when you think about it, you know, why do we do that? I think, you know, when we're talking about our story of awakening, we're literally talking about the story of awakening, which yeah. is, you know, the call it the hero's journey, call it what you will. It's source, like returning to itself. Um, it's the dream awakening to itself is something that I talk about. So, you know, in the same way that a plant will seek the light, um, we too are seeking ourself. Um, and we're constantly doing this, whether or not we even have like a way of actively describing it. It's just, you know, our, our nature, like when, when we're just kind of in our heart and in our space, I feel like we're constantly kind of like seeking to, to know thyself, know <laughs> thyself on a personal level, as well as know thyself on more of like this, like cosmic cosmic citizen sort of level as well um but going back a little bit to when i was in vancouver um the the, the for looking back on that like that was such a powerful catapult because as i was there you know like i, I started having these synchronicities where i started um eventually uh, there was like a very specific moment where, you know, like I, I was spending a lot of time writing in my journal and I was going down to the beach just by myself. And I'd met a few people, but no one that I was like super like 
talking about like crazy stuff with. And then as I was sitting there one day, um, I was just like drawing a picture of a tree and reflecting on how trees are like these like fractal symbols of reality. <laughs> and, you know, like literally acknowledging that as above, so below right in front of me and just learning from trees. And then in that moment, there was literally a, a girl who um, I think she like walked past me once and, and we kind of like saw each other. And, and, and immediately I could just tell, I'm just like, Oh, like she, like there was something, there was something different. There was an energetic thing. Mm -hmm. And then like a few minutes later, she actually came back and, and she just approaches me like, like, like full confidence. And she's just like, Hey, like, you know, she sees me sitting there writing on, you know, sitting on a bench, writing in a journal by myself. Um, and she obviously kind of like picked up on my energy and she, mm -hmm. she walks up to me and she says, Hey, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, do you want to help change the world? And I was just like, I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, 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 who is this? Like, tell me more. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so, uh, this, this girl, um, Vanessa, uh, we ended up having this conversation and then uh, she was actually like there with her boyfriend. And basically in that moment, um, they were like, kind of like the first people that I met in my entire lifetime that were like real hippies, like real life hippies and not just like hippies and kind of like the seventies cliche, but you know, just people who were also actively seeking and, and mm, people that were seekers. close to my age. And, yeah. and, and then that night we ended up just like hanging out that entire time and, and all the way, like we like, we didn't even go to sleep that night. We were just <laughs> like, ended up like finding some backyard with a trampoline in it. We were like laying on a trampoline all night and just like looking up at the stars. And again, this is in Vancouver. And just, I just remember like talking to them about like, just like the craziest stuff, like every single thing that, that, that I was curious about just kind of like was something I was just like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about aliens? What do you think about spoon bending? What do you think about dreams? What do you think about life after death? And, and all these conversations. And, and so to have that space where some, other people were just like, yo, like, this is like, this is it. This is the sole mission. Mm -hmm. and, and we were, and we were talking about that, you know, we were talking about the bigger purpose and we were just like, like, that's for me, a big part of my awakening was connecting with this idea that there was this bigger story mm -hmm. and the bigger story was, is still is this collective shift in consciousness, this collective remembrance, this mm -hmm. collective awakening. And so through that process, um, a lot of it for me was this idea that, you know, if I'm remembering things through my own experience and within my own heart, then I know that it's in other people too. Um, and, and, and I, and, and at that point it actually began to inspire me to create what would eventually become, uh, the evolution of paradigm shift, paradigm shift central, mm -hmm. um, which again, it is, was, and is this project that I've fostered over the years that is basically uh, about bringing people together who are actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness and 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 through that I was beginning to kind of like connect with my identity and my purpose and I was like wait a second like here I am going to school for media production and stuff like that like I can totally like use my skill set to continue to plant seeds to continue to help bring things to people's attention and start pointing them you know towards like their own curiosities and create that space where it's fostered and and I was already doing that at school I was already like you know into weird stuff people already knew me as that but <laughs> but this was just like took it to another level. Um, um, and then while I was out in Vancouver and I'll, I'll share this and then I'll go back to Lacey and we'll come back to this and kind of like a two-parter kind of thing. Cause it's, <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. you know, for me, when I was out, uh, in there in Vancouver, the synchronicities kept on happening and, and I was like having what I felt was like direct communication with the universe where, where I felt like there was a feedback loop where it felt like, like, 
I wasn't limited to my own brain. Like, like my consciousness was literally expanded and everything around me was me. And I was kind of like testing it. And, and, and I was using symbols and numbers and like nine, six was my resonating number. And I was like, you know, like use nine, six as a symbol to kind of like communicate with me through synchronicity. And, you know, for an example, it'd be like, I go to a yoga class and I like stand out of the yoga class. And as I walk to the edge of the curb, I look up and the first car that drives by has nine, six on the license plate. What are the odds? But in that moment, you know, that was me realizing it was just like, whoa, like, you know, like right place, right time. Like this is this is something bigger. Like I'm 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 in a flow. I'm in a stream of consciousness. And I was starting to understand that by being in my heart, the universe was leading me towards something. And so this was a very powerful stage of my awakening that also led to um, a deeper place of confidence in, in knowing that, you know, like if I keep moving towards this bigger intention and this bigger intention is serving other people and serving community and bringing people together and telling stories and creating media and creating opportunities for people to explore this curiosity themselves which is exactly you know more of what this is as well um the universe would have my back Mm -hmm. the universe loves courage to quote terence mckenna and then just to end it off here as the synchronicities (laughs) unfolded as I was um, in Vancouver, it actually led up to the point of me actually experiencing DMT for for the first time uh, on a beach during a sunrise on the last day that I was there. So like, you know, for those of you who, who are a little bit familiar, like DMT is, is one of the most like potent psychedelics and, and it's like a has like kind of like a crystal base and and you can smoke it is one of the ways that you can ingest it. A lot of people would know it through like ayahuasca. Um, But when ingested, it's like this incredibly potent psychedelic that literally just like completely just pulls the veil off. I'll talk more about that in a bit, but that experience for me, and it wasn't my first psychedelic experience. I had had mushrooms and stuff prior to that when I was like 17, 18, but um, that experience for me, like totally just, took it to a whole nother level um but not in a way where it was purely just like fascinating but in a way that it was also affirming Mm -hmm. and 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 it really showed me a little bit more about like what this reality is and and how others could also kind of like come to this realization themselves um but yeah i'll pass it over to Lacey, and and i know because again at at this point um segueing from maybe like psychedelic stories to more psychedelic stories Lacey kind of was talking about how when you were you know in your teenage years you started to open up to more ways of connecting with the universe that yeah. amplified your awakening exactly as well. and yeah wow, love just hearing you talk about that story oh, thanks beautiful um yeah so for me it was definitely I didn't know much about necessarily synchronicity um and even though I feel like synchronicity followed me and I was like maybe in tune with it but not fully conscious of it and obviously after my like my aha moment that's when synchronicity really became a, a major part of my life but yeah for me i um had dabbled with mushrooms and marijuana in high school and it was mostly just recreational use you know just like shooting the shit with friends and like going to the bush bashers and stuff and like just getting high and just whatever um so I didn't really have necessarily a doorway for me to access those spaces just yet. Um, but it definitely gave me, like, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed, like, the thoughts that would come into my mind. And it, you know, 
the inquisitiveness of it. Like I was like starting to map out my own consciousness when I was high. Um, I don't know if other people do that when they do psychedelics, but I have like an internal dialogue and I'd be having a conversation with my higher self before I even knew that, like I'm talking Mm. to me. So, uh, you know, fast forward, I think I was, it was before my 18th birthday. Um, I had started doing LSD, um, pretty frequently. Um, the scene that I was in was a group of people that were, I think seekers in their own way as well. Um, a lot of musicians. Uh, so we all play music, hang out, get stoned. Good times, honestly, some of the best times of my life. And yeah, so with my partner at the time, uh, he was very, he's a seeker as well. And he was curious about um, just like doing, we did our first, oh my gosh, our first date, we did mushrooms together. And that was a time and we realized that we vibed, like we seemed to be like seeing reality in a similar way. So it was comforting to know that there was someone else that was like, there with me and so me and him did a high dose of lsd just the two of us um and that was just like life-changing it completely um i guess you call like ego death it completely eradicated like my whole sense of self um it's like it annihilated it it annihilated who I thought I was yeah and I thought I knew who I was at that time which is silly but like as someone that's always kind of followed my own like beat of my own drum to an extent like I've always kind of been a bit of an oddball and like liked weird stuff Mm -hmm. but like I still had so much of the societal pressure to fit in to be liked and stuff like that and I found during that psychedelic trip, it completely dismantled my identity. Um, I had a huge identity crisis, but it was like absolutely life-changing. It was beautiful. It was scary, but it was so beautiful. I finally, like once I took away those layers of all these masks and things that I had put on me, I was free to access this well of information this code from the higher dimensional space that was there and then I downloaded it like quite literally I could feel a higher consciousness like something I don't even know how to explain it was like okay you're ready Mm. you're a blank slate this is what we needed and here you go boom and then just like put it all in my head and It was crazy. I just remember sitting there and like all these like realizations, like I was like, whoa, yes, I remember. I remember this is this is what it means to be a soul, a consciousness. I was like, holy shit, like I am more than just this physical body. I am like. I am the universe and I'm witnessing myself right now. And it was just like so fucking crazy. It was like. I burst out laughing. I was crying. It was like yeah. wild. And not only was it wild, is that my partner also was accessing it. And we were doing it together. So it wasn't alone. Like we we woke up together. We were looking. We're like, whoa. Like we were like, holy shit. We remember. We remember. We remember. And we're remembering together. That's awesome. And it was this, it was like, I felt 
a love like I never felt Mm -hmm. completely like hold me and love me. And at that point, I was like, what do I do now? And what do I do Mm -hmm. with this information? Because back then, this was like in 2007. And, you know, I didn't know anybody that was accessing that. Like I had no, like my friends, and like I said, like they're seekers, but like, they just weren't in that same place and that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I was seeking other seekers. I wanted other people to be like, Hey, yeah, like I've been there. I've had experienced a holy moment. Like I know, you know, I know what it, what it means and what it feels like. Yeah, so holy moment. Uh, that's the term yeah. that I know we're very fond of. Yeah. yeah Cause that's what it was. Yeah. You know, it was divine. It was, you know, what, you know, some sages and like shamans and people would talk about being like, it's God, you know, like it's sacred. It's this mm-hmm. um, thing that we all have in us, like Brendan was saying, but we don't have access to it. And sometimes psychedelics can get you there pretty quickly. Um, There's other ways to get there through meditation, even through near-death experiences and stuff. And through dreams. And through dreams. So you don't have to do psychedelics to get there or anything like that. Um, But for me, it was just a quicker quicker way there. I could explain, you know, like the... The universe had big plans for you. The universe was like, yes, like we've been waiting for this moment. And I was like... And then after that, it was... I went through maybe some people would say like psychosis, but like, it wasn't like, that sounds bad, but like I was in that energy for like a solid year. Like I had a hard time relating to other people because I didn't know what to do. Like I felt like I left fragments of myself in that higher space. And that, and that I was needed, after like consecutive LSD trips, not just one or I did a like, yeah. So I, after that, like, really awakening moment with LSD I started to study it I started to use psychedelics as medicine it was no longer a recreational thing for me it became a sacred act to access that space it was a doorway Mm -hmm. and I took it very seriously like I was like if I'm gonna do it it's psychonaut psychonaut yeah. yeah and I would call myself that for sure um, at the time. And I was studying plant medicine. I was reading up everything I could learn about like ayahuasca, DMT, um, different types of mushrooms, um, LSD, MD, Mm. like any type of psychoactive drug. I was like mapping it, like Ibogaine, like any of it. Like I had to know about it. What does it do to your psyche? How does it reading it? Not necessarily doing all. No, no, I wasn't doing all of them, but I was just like wanting to learn what what it, why are these doorways and what is it showing us? And like, I just needed to know about the spirit of the plant. So that became a big part of like my journey of just like getting to know what that all meant and still taking the journeys with my drug of choice at the time, which was LSD because it was my, um, my waypoint, I guess, mm-hmm. to those spaces. And so over the years I would dabble and more would be uncovered. Mm. Um, even more like crazier, like experience. It comes to you, it comes to us as we're ready. We're you ready. Know? Like that's, Once you know. I was like clear, like once I was like, sorry, once I was like clear 
and like had that whole experience. I found now when I entered the, when the the veil was lifted, I guess, and I would enter those spaces, Mm -hmm. I now could see things for what they truly were. So I was seeing um, consciousness in all forms, um, in everything, like everything was alive and everything had some, like it, the earth is almost like a, how do I explain it? Like a, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, <laughs> um, like a USB. Okay. Yeah. Like there's thousands of years, hundreds of years, however old this planet is, it has absorbed everyone that's ever lived here. Everything that's ever been is encoded in the earth and we have access to it. So mm-hmm. when I would go to those spaces, I could communicate with them in some way, not through like actual standing there and chatting with each other, but like they were there, their spirit was there. They were angelic, like higher beings. They were like so stunning, so beautiful and pure. Um, there was ancestors. There was like all sorts of different types of creatures, like cat alien beings and like um like it's crazy like they're all there and they and you have and you can communicate with them and they have messages for you and stuff so that's when I started just really diving into it and it blended really well with dream time and like my Mm -hmm. dreams became even more like crazier than they ever had before um and it just keeps going like obviously like the synchronicities like learning about sacred geometry and like fractals and the nature of reality and like destiny and like things were so much bigger than me like so much more bigger than me and it was for the first time in my life like I felt like I had purpose and it's interesting to hear Brennan share his story because he's just like, yeah, like he's on the beach and he's like meeting these people and he does CMT and he's got this whole experience and it's beautiful here. I'm, you know, recall it. Um, but he knew, but I didn't know necessarily how to use what was given to me. I felt lost for sure. I felt I didn't know what to do with this information. I didn't know how to share it without sounding like a total fucking nutcase. Um, but I knew that they were giving it to me to to share they wanted me to share it and I just didn't know how um I mean you say they like they meaning yeah <laughs> um the, the, the higher dimensional the council like the council oh the council yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. we call it the council the great yeah, yeah. council yeah <laughs> um these these beings um that are very invested in they're invested in our evolution yeah of our consciousness Mm -hmm. uh the planet's consciousness because it also carries it you know we are on a spaceship flying through you know the universe and i feel like when people wake up they're like oh like that was that is the purpose of being here on planet earth is to awaken so and to remember so yeah when one of us does they're like now you have to pass this on you keep you yeah. carrying the torch it's bigger than you you have to pass the torch on and i felt you so the ripple effect. overwhelmed by this it was scary for me because i am uh i hide myself a lot and i feel like that was such a 
big thing to hand to me. I was like, I, are you sure you want to give that to me? I don't know if I'll be able to pass that on. Like, I don't know. It was just scary. So if you're in a place in your life right now where you've just awoken and you're remembering and you don't know what to do with it, community is the best place to, I think, just kind of feel like, you know, you're not alone Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to feel this way. And it's okay to not know what to do with this information. Um, It takes time to integrate it. It took like a good year for me to integrate the first experience, let alone the ones that came after and um and just really trying to you know whatever makes sense for you because I know for Brendan like he built a whole community around like what his experience was and obviously that's how we ended up together (laughs) that's how one way where we actually synchronistically met each other but yeah like My, my purpose was to meet you it definitely was. Yeah. Which we've shared before our and story. We'll talk more about that in more episodes. Yeah. Like our like divine, like kind of which is connections and wild all that and yeah. our own shared psychedelic experiences. Cause yeah. I think again, it's just like I, I know we can get into those, but I think that'll probably we could be, go for hours yeah. conversations. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, yeah, just finding like community and just like really trusting where this path is leading you. Um easier said than done but definitely following your heart and really leaning into your heart and being like there's a reason why I'm going this like being led this way um and it was just beautiful and it still continues to be beautiful and you know remembering is a continual act um you'll find times where you feel very far from that version of yourself or Mm -hmm. um I just, you know, I think there's always going to be continual deaths and rebirths as we're here to newer versions of ourselves. You know, even if I think back to like that first, like real, like, boom, like, here you go. Like, I'm a totally different person from then, but she still lives inside me. But it's like, I've died so many times since then. I mean, I've had two babies, so that's super psychedelic and a major death as well um and I mean that in the sense of just like yeah like the old ways dying or the old parts Mm -hmm. of you dying I don't know if I want to use that word but just like being laid to rest yeah because they're not serving you anymore and you need to move into this like more like better avatar this better version of you right so in order to do that you have to lay things to rest and that can be hard um but it's a part of the the process of remembering awakening you can't do that without that um some of my biggest like crazy moments were pretty dark in the sense of like introspection they were not you know well there's like it's like i think i've told you like the freaking monkey gods and stuff which was amazing and they're pouring love into me but then there's you've told me about the monkey gods you haven't told them about the monkey gods i've like experienced where i it's one of my probably favorite like psychedelic experiences where i um was on a beach and i was like surrounded by people and this is like up in quebec and it's like in the middle of the forest and um festival yeah and everyone was like naked and running around and I was coming up on quite a bit of LSD and 
Um, but I was open and I was nervous. I would get, I got so anxious when I'm about to enter that space. I'm like, damn, what's going to happen? Like, what are they going to tell me? Like, where am I going? And I have to surrender because like, I can't fight it. If I fight the flow, I'm going to have a bad time, but also I'm not going to be able to receive what is meant for me. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to like move my body. I'm going to like, just, and I would turn into this younger version of me where I was like very playful. I had no shoes on. I was in my underwear. I probably looked a little weird, but I was like running around having the time of my life. And I was on the beach and um, I think I like peaked on the beach for sure. And everything was breathing in the water. And I was like, I'm going to go in the water. And so I'm in the water and everything's like whoa like you could just feel the earth you could feel everything was alive and you were alive and it was just like the most beautiful experience and I looked up at the sky and in in the clouds I saw laughing like monkey gods and like all different type of Hindu very Hindu which I don't practice at all or anything like that but they were very like I could see them as what I've seen in art before and they were kind of like you know just like dancing around and smiling at me and like sending love to me and just like (laughs) like throwing it at me and I'm just like in the water and I was like whoa this is amazing and then after they were like kind of shifting moving out of the sky there was like elephants and monkeys and all that I then saw human beings like silhouetted like people swimming so below like where we were like as above so below like I could see it mirrored on the sky and we were intertwining with each other in the sky like these humans and they were creating mandelas and there was like this synchronicity or not synchronicity there was like a symbiotic thing going on where they were all connected and as I was witnessing this I was like oh yes I was like yes yes like that's it like we are all one like we are the same and I was like yeah like thank you for that like I wanted to to feel that inside my heart that I that we're not alone and then I was like that's it we're here and I wrote this whole this whole experience out like in a huge document um because of like the lessons that I learned during that trip but it was like, oh, we we come here, we incarnate to it because we are here to feel the feeling of like separateness yeah. and aloneness to bring us back to oneness. So it was like in that moment, I was like, we're here to to remember to, that we aren't alone, that we are the same thing, that this this universal love, there's this love that is permeating everything. And I weeped and I cried and it was just really beautiful um, time to have that moment of like, mm-hmm. and they were like, yes, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you remember, you got this. And I constantly have to remember that one. I feel like that one is a easy one to slip and not remember because life is chaotic at times and society isn't built like that. And it's easy to forget that, you know, love is everywhere and it's an everything and we're part of it so 
it's beautiful but that was a one beautiful trip for sure <laughs> definitely definitely a major catalyst within your own story of awakening so yeah 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 no this is uh, it's beautiful and and again you know we're almost coming up on an hour here and we'll just kind of go with the flow obviously river's just sleeping right now so we're, we're taking advantage of the time that we are given right now um <laughs> yeah. so we'll go for a little bit longer maybe even just a half hour if it's possible but you know with this uh, again you know it's it's important for us to be able to reflect back on these stories because because you know through the process of reflecting back on them we almost instantly kind of like connect back with the energy of it and we kind of create this time machine in ourselves where we can bring it forward into the present moment and we kind of have those aha moments again you know and, and not even just like aha oh that's how things are but like aha like that's who I am aha that's my connection to how those things are mm-hmm. um that's a connection to you know my excitement and my joy and my passion and and all of the things that kind of like propel us into just like really being able to see the gift that that this life truly is and so you know when we're, we're going back to way to the beginning of this this episode where we're talking about well, what is awakening um absolutely awakening is a journey of of like you know like separateness and wholeness separateness and wholeness separateness mm-hmm. and wholeness um it's the breath it, it's it's the constant journey of kind of like awakening and forgetting awakening and forgetting mm-hmm. and and absolutely it's interesting because you know Lacey kind of said is like this society isn't necessarily built to to foster um the the kind of like the kind of holding the sacredness of of that awakening process it's not at its priority um so it's important for us to actively be in the act of of telling these stories of not even just telling them through recollection but but you know to be able to tell them through just like you know through regular conversation through art through creating these spaces because i think you know definitely creating the the container the containers for them um because again you know it's it's powerful to think that just as we've had like you know these this this list of all of these beautiful moments of of awakening and in multiple different forms that they come in Mm -hmm. to know that there are still many more still to come um you know like (laughs) even just like the birth of our son river was a part of our awakening process i awoken into a stage of of more of who i am now as a father and so you know again it's this idea that you know as as our journey unfolds uh, the within within the seed lives the tree is kind of the way that i think Mm -hmm. of it so you know like within Lacey, who is six and seven years old who is just starting to kind of like dabble into a little bit of the curiosity that was connecting her with this idea that there was something more flash Mm -hmm. forward to when she's like in her 20s and here she is talking to monkey gods (laughs) and it all kind of comes full circle and it's just like Mm -hmm. oh like that's why you know like the universe Mm -hmm is is constantly preparing us to be here now while also understanding that the act of being here now is preparing us for what's still to come so the best way to prepare for what's to come is to be here now looks like oh river's just stirring he's i'll do that for a couple seconds (laughs) we'll we'll bring him in if we need to but yeah again you know like with um the the journeys of awakening that we've had through throughout our experiences um it's interesting because you know it's like like when when do we consider those moments of awakening i i think we consider those moments of awakening when you know it's it's like we're we're closer to god we're closer to source the distance between us and ourselves um becomes becomes lessened we we come back to that place of wholeness we come back to those aha moments the remembering literally to remember take two things and put them together remember um so you know 
I think of my own experience throughout like growing up and everything like that. And there were many things that kind of like started to kind of like lead me down the rabbit hole and definitely sparked my curiosity and stuff. Um, but I found that, you know, through my own journey of awakening, it wasn't always like these like individual moments, but a lot of it was like, um, you know, like it, it, things that would take place over the, the periods of weeks, over the period of yeah. months, it would be, you know, like an entire festival that I went to, not just a single moment at that festival. It would be the full experience, like the whole, the whole experience. Yeah. And and we can kind of, you know, start to to look at our, our life in like fractals where there's kind of like moments within moments, within moments, within moments. And, and so, you know, if you step back and you look at it, it's just like, well, of course, you know, like our, our entire journey is, is one big journey of awakening, understanding that within that journey, it's the ebb and the flow. It's, 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 it's the forgetting and the awakening and stuff. And honestly, like even, you know, for, for us to be able to have these podcasts, to have these discussions is serving Lacey and I, because through us vocalizing it, it's immediately connecting us back to that energy. And suddenly it kind of like rejuvenates us. And we're just like, oh yeah, like that's who, we have been that's who, that's we, who are. we are that's yeah. who we're becoming and mm-hmm. it really connects us to again you know the the idea that I feel our awakening um, doesn't just come in through the awareness of this knowledge, but it mm-hmm. comes in the integration and then the act of being able to put it into purpose. purpose um, you know, practice, like that's yeah. to kind of reflect on on um, the interview that I was listening to the other day. Uh, you know, like m- the goal in life uh, for this is you know not just me like saying this for myself, but just in general, the goal in life shouldn't necessarily just to be happy. The goal in life should be to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we are going through these journeys of awakening and everything like that again how do we kind of like reach back and help others along the along the way up the mountain up the place back to like samadhi back to source back to nirvana um because you know there's so much more to to what we came here to to do within this reality and 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 once you kind of step back and really begin to feel and really begin to like take like that breath like that like you just feel it expand and it's not in our everyday consciousness that we're, that we're tapped into that. Um, but in every day, we do have the choice to be able to just like set the intention to connect to that awareness. Um, so, you know, like the the awakening process is even just through like the reflection of knowing that it's there. And then through that process, it begins to kind of like create this ongoing conversation between yourself and the universe that will continue to kind of like, you know, dribble in like little synchronicities and and. I firmly believe that the universe is doing everything it can to help wake itself up. And so if you're actively putting out that intention to want to not only learn more, but to also learn more about how you too can continue to connect with yourself and then thus continue to connect with others. Um, the universe like has a beautiful way of kind of like magically kind of like bringing things in, into our path and and especially mm-hmm. um even in the moments of, of despair and, and of darkness yeah. and shadow and everything like that. Um, you know, like it's, it's kind of within those moments that, you know, like those two also connect us to a journey of awakening. They also too, can be the of, great, some of the greatest catalysts. Catalyst. Yeah. For sure. Dark nights of the soul, et cetera, et cetera, and everything like that. And mm-hmm. again, you know, I think there's other episodes that we can talk about where we can dive more into kind of like shadow work themes and everything. Yeah. Um, but just going back, because again, I'm not 100% sure how much time we'll have here, but we'll just aim to wrap up in 
probably the next 15 minutes or something like that. Um, you know, for, for me, uh, one of the, going back to my experience, um, in Vancouver with DMT, uh, what I experienced in that moment, uh, was so profound and, and, and what I understood through that experience is that, you know, like when I, when I took that like hit of the DMT through, through the pipe and I was sitting there with like a couple friends and then like in that moment, it, it was almost as if I was like, like went through like a membrane, like I had my eyes open and it kind of like I was traveling, I was, I was moving with, I was traveling without moving, like, like, it's <laughs> almost like Dune where you're kind of like going, but you're still sitting here. And, and yeah. I could feel like, like my consciousness kind of like propelling itself and it kind of pushed through this membrane. Um, and then when it did that, even though I was still physically where I was sitting, suddenly it kind of like, like everything just kind of like, like it opened, like, like my entire consciousness opened and then in that moment what I was perceiving um, would have been almost akin to probably like the peak of an LSD experience but a little bit different but what I literally saw and describing it in human language um, was the code of the matrix and what I mean by that was literally um, like it was like infinite fractals of golden light unfolding upon themselves like like that's literally what I saw um, and 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 it was right there and it was in front of me and and in that moment it was so powerful because within that 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 literal just experience like it was like I've been here before <laughs> like I re- this isn't something new like I've seen this before oh yeah there oh yeah like this entire reality is literally an ocean of energy is literally made of light and so again you know like like the the journey of awakening um is a journey of being able to understand the illusions that are in place and understand uh you know and to reflect on what our relationships are to those illusions and we can hold on to the density of this physical reality onto the maya as much as we wish um it's it's a part of this experience we can live in the 3d and get dirty and gritty and hug and kiss and bleed (laughs) and cry and eat and fuck and all of these things and that's a part of it. I think it's a part of it as a soul to be able to come here and to experience uh, the like, you know, the bliss and the joy and the transformation that this journey comes and the way that we actually get to kind of like choose this adventure that we have that only for a limited time, so to speak, which is, you know, so precious. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it, it's also what I came to understand through this experience. Like there is, you know, where we are is literally just such a small fraction of a much bigger <clears throat> experience, a much bigger like cosmic and galactic experience and multidimensional experience and understanding that there is like other beings that are like observing this, that are a part of this. And they're like kind of like influencing it. And we have this connection and there's like people that have died who are still with us. And, and, you know, like, like we are not alone and it was just like, holy shit. Like this all just kind of opened up. Um, but it inspired me so deeply because at that point, you know, even though I had read about it, I'd had some mushroom experiences, but nothing to that extent where it fully put me, um, into that space. And it was so beautiful. It was so divinely beautiful colors that, you know, I, I I can barely even explain. I mean, I was walking through it. I was in it. I was touching it. I was fully present. No one can tell me that that didn't happen. Um, you know, it's right up there with, um, like our UFO contact experience 
experiences, which we'll talk more about in another episode, if not just touch upon this one. Um, but again, you know, and, and with that, it, it was something that inspired me so deeply because at that point it was no longer theory for me. It was no longer something that I heard Terrence McKenna talk about or Joe Rogan talk about, or I read about somewhere else. Like it was a direct lived experience that I knew through my own heart, through my own memory, through my own presence. And then with that, again, you know, what I wanted to be able to do was to kind of be able to carry with me the gift of, of this awareness um, and to bring it back into the work that I would be doing, not even necessarily as something that would be like explicitly expressed, but just something that was kind of um, like weaved into the expression of my art, basically creating that that journey that I wanted to be able to help other people connect to was this idea of reconnecting to the magic of this reality. Because like <laughs> when I went through that, my awakening process, I was like, holy shit, like this reality literally is magic. Like, like it is born of magic. Like this physical version that we see here, like it's, it's beautiful, it's real, but it is a quote unquote illusion in the sense that there's more oh, there's, there's so much more so much more <laughs> you know and and this is where you hear stories of shamans and seers and and all of these people throughout history that have connected to it in different ways and again and, and for me it was understanding that you know like this world that we live in is is in turmoil there's a balancing act of yin and yang and what i wanted to be able to do was to understand was to through my own experience help people realize is that you know awakening is a journey back to the heart mm -hmm. because when we connect back to the heart we naturally will remember this we will naturally reconnect to this and so you know like that was what i wanted to be able to do was to kind of like take this awareness weave it into the work that i would do through podcasts through videos and everything through stories and just like be a support system, be a person for someone to talk to, be a place for people to facilitate and join and come together and for them to be able to reconnect to that magic through their own unique story. I wasn't there to kind of like say like, hey, like spoiler alert, this reality is X, Y, Z, and this is exactly what it is. But I know that if I can just help lead them back to a space where they can connect to their heart their spirit will naturally lead them to their own connection and understanding with the the, the magic of this reality in its own way mm -hmm. um and and again and that's what i feel is so so powerful is that like when we connect back to that we connect back to an awareness of of what sacredness is um of what what really being here on this earth is right now in terms of it being a bigger mission a gift um again just like something that is so 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 precious and and to be able to want to be able to help others live through this 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 journey so that they too can find their way back to um, a deeper sense of joy a deeper sense of creativity to again to awaken as dreamers within the dream to become better dreamers um was was really all it is so you know to live lucidly the journey to lucidity so to speak so um <laughs> that's what i feel like in the same way you know we'll, we'll talk more about dreams in another episode of this um of, of and we've talked about dreams plenty of times but there's always more to be able to talk about you know like Absolutely. you can become lucid within a dream and, and you're just like whoa like like lucid everything's like suddenly much more realer <laughs> yeah. how do we bring that into this reality so you know like i i think um 
yeah, for, for us, there have been, there have been many individual and shared moments that we've had where, you know, it's taken us right to the edge where the veil has kind of peeled itself back and, and here we are present. And again, not every awakening moment is going to be a psychedelic experience and, and things like that. It can literally be a single conversation here right now in the Maya. We don't have to leave this. It can just be someone that it's, just, you meet someone and you have a it conversation. And it, yeah. It, something happens you on a path you know yeah 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 so um yeah and, and again you know a big part of Lacey and I's uh personal journey was um a shared UFO experience that we had and, and Lacey had some UFO experiences when she was younger as well um I can go grab River but let's get close to wrapping this up so um Lacey if you want to even just talk a little bit about maybe some of I know you mentioned some of the UFO experience oh yeah like as a child that kind of like led into your awakening and then we'll kind of move into a little bit about our UFO experience and then um oh I guess he's maybe asleep yeah he's just flopping around he's slowly waking slowly waking up but um but yeah because I feel like we'll have to talk more about our UFO experience for like a whole episode and just like our our thoughts on UFOs and contact and other us's and and how that continued to awaken us you know into more of like our and that Lacey. connection of understanding like who who are we yeah and i'm Lacey. brendan i'm lace you're lacy am i lacy are you Brendan? are we the same thing that's a whole thing in itself right like are we like two are we one thing that's split into two are things? we two parts of one thing yeah but um but um shh, go ahead <laughs> so cute um yeah so just about a little bit about yeah ufos like um, for some reason, my mom's side of the family has had UFO experiences. My mom, her sister, um, you know, some abduction type situations. I remember briefly hearing about that in my teens. Um, my mom didn't necessarily, and she, my mom had a lot of paranormal experiences too. So um, the first time I ever saw ufo actually many not just one Mm -hmm. i was very young i was being the ages of three and five i'm not entirely sure i was wasn't in school yet like i was very young i was at my aunt's house and i was out with my cousin and my siblings and we were walking my aunt's dog now the weird part about this is like they don't like my siblings don't recall this they were older than me um I was the youngest there like everyone was like my older sister's like almost eight years older than me and then my brother's like almost five years older than me so they were much older than me like old enough to remember but they don't recall this so that's an interesting little thing to mention (laughs) so anyways we were walking the dog we went to the it was like on the outskirts of the city we were on the top of this hill and I looked up and I saw like there was no clouds in the sky just you could see some stars and it was a pretty clear night and then I could see as if there was a deeper darkness behind the night sky two big huge round circular they were black like blacker than the night sky they blacked out the like the stars and I thought I'm like the sky is opening up I'm like you see this like the sky is opening they all look up and from inside these black discs but I don't even know they look like clouds 
um, they were out flew like 20 orbs, like light ships, whatever you want to call it. Like they were flying, they flew out of them and they were circling these things. And I, I just remember being like, whoa, intuitively I knew in that moment, I was like, those are UFOs. And it freaked us out. Like they were definitely freaked out and we kind of took off. We're like, we got to get, we got to get home. So we get back to the house. And I remember we started like, you know, telling my aunt and my mom, we're just like, we saw UFOs. Like there was tons of them. So that was my first experience. And my mom recalls me telling her, she remembers us coming in and, and explaining what we had saw. So she does remember it. Um, so I was like, cause like part of me was like, did I dream it? Did it actually happen? Because no one else remembers it. Why am I the only one that remembers it? But my mom recalls us telling her that we saw UFOs. That was an absolutely crazy experience. Just the scale of it. Um, so I think three or four years had passed and then me and my mom randomly decided to go for a walk um down to the convenience store it was like nine o'clock at night but she was like let's go get a treat it was late at night I was only I think like uh seven around seven or eight years old and then we were walking and in the sky we saw a very large circular orb was quite low and it was flying weird like erratically and it was huge and it was so low and near our house we lived in like an industrial like near industrial area where there was a huge train yard and like a forest and we saw this orb like kind of like move and it was moving so bizarre and I was like mom that's like a UFO and she knew it was UFO and we were both like what the heck and so we just watched it for a while and then it like landed, like it literally like went down into the forest. And I said, oh, we got to go. It's landing for us. Typical mom, Lacey. I was like, no, 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 there's no way we're going. We're not going that way. And it was late, like it was late at night. And I just remember being like, that was crazy. And for many years after that, I was always searching the sky. I was like, they, they've got to be out there. But I didn't have any more like experiences really like with like UFOs um they were pretty quiet honestly like I didn't see any until uh our experience mm-hmm. so those are my my young years and then yeah for like I mind you dream time is a whole other story I'm a very folks, active yeah. um other world life like in dream time like I've flown mm-hmm. UFOs I've been in all sorts of different crafts um and met many different species in dream time so yeah, yeah. but and, those are just my first two experiences and how do you again just kind of hi <laughs> baby the baby's awake um moving again kind of into conclusion of this and we'll set things up for 
future episodes where we'll talk more about our UFO experiences and and really go in depth about um, our shared UFO and the initiated contact that that was and the close encounter and, and the synchronicity synchronicity into that was just wild oh like, yeah and so it was much like synchronicity a it's... craft that was like really close to us and so oh, it it's very close to us you yeah. guys gotta stay tuned for that episode we've talked about it before we've but, done but it before but... if you haven't heard us talk about it or you want to hear it again yeah then, you know it's it's there to be shared so yeah. um but yeah just going back to like you having these experiences even when you're younger how do you feel that kind of like connected back to to your awakening mm that's interesting yeah um so for me it just literally was planting a seed in my mind that things were not what they seem and I think I was like what are these beings and I never personally felt that they were malicious and a lot of the times people freak out and they're having like this very like jarring scary experience but for me um with those first two experiences they weren't direct, like they weren't necessarily there for me is the only way I can explain it. They were just there and I happened to see it. Um, but I wasn't afraid. Like I didn't have this fear. Mm-hmm. I, my intuition wasn't telling me that like, this is like a bad thing. And then you have like media and you have all these things that are telling us otherwise, a lot of, a lot of movies and a lot of things that are like, these are something to be afraid of. So, yeah, I think for me, they just really showed me that, yeah, things are not what they seem. That reality is, and like the universe is way bigger than just here with the whole like one God put us on earth, that whole concept, which I was pondering at that age because of my parents' religious background and going to Sunday school. And um, so I was still, and that just never fit for me. Like the whole concept of like, being like man and a woman and then creation and it just did not work for me like that was like no that's not (laughs) that ain't it but that even planted a seed for more curiosity so not only ufos but also just like exploring religious beliefs i think kind of made me continue the path i guess Yeah. yeah yeah and they're both very wildly different but they're require you to have um not so much proof right like you just have to believe mm-hmm. i guess unless you do see a ufo right like then you're like okay i've seen it but what is it right yeah so yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it, again the the ufo experiences which we'll we'll make time for on future episodes in more depth it, it, it's a part of both of our awakenings because again you know it's something that for for not just for us but for many people um again i i feel is something that in some ways is, is kind of like intentionally kind of like synchronized with a human's experience so that it can kind of plant that seed so that it propels them forwards towards more curiosity. What yeah. else is out there? Wait a second. Like, am I not being told everything that that's real and, and, you know, what is real? And, and so, you know, like there's an um, experience that I had in university where I saw a UFO and then uh, that totally just kind of opened me up to a whole bunch of things. But again, you know, with the experience that Lacey and I had later um, for both of us, it really just like opened us up to like more of, um, you know, awakening kind of, like I said, like through stages of awakening to like more of who we are um, as like a cosmic 
person as a cosmic soul um and and so that's where and, and i'll just plant the seeds for this um both of us kind of feel that you know like after that experience uh we kind of have kind of begun to awaken a part in ourselves that um in some form or another identifies almost as like an ambassador for this cosmic awareness for for this knowledge yes. if it can happen to us it can happen to you um and what does that relationship look like and how do you know what what will the human species look like in you know like another 50 years another 100 years and i think in the same way that we are individually going through these personal awakening stories we have to look at the the fact that the the collective consciousness is going through its own story it's going through it's, it's a very powerful story and that story like i said is a story very much almost as if many of us have kind of come here almost kind of like sleeper agents where where we mm -hmm. came here to be a part of the collective shift but we kind of forgot that we were here but then we go through these initiation moments throughout our, our stories growing up that that activate it's not just awakening it's activating it's activating something that was latent it's, it's nurturing the seed that's inside of us um, and it is moving us closer towards our destiny towards who we are here to be um, not just for the sake of like you know just satisfaction and just like entertainment and stuff like that but but who we are here to be uh, for the purpose of being useful for the purpose of service for the purpose of again like contributing to the bigger story and the collective shift in consciousness and helping again raise the the next generation who continue to do the same and, and just as we've had our own story of awakening so too will river and and i think again you know as parents who who hold our own spiritual awareness that's what we want to be able to do is kind of just like foster river towards those moments those aha moments where where he'll connect yeah. and and he um, finds his way and we and we learn from him and and again you know it's 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 powerful to to know that in any moment we we are always connected with that remembrance with that source with that knowledge with that akashic field with that quantum field and, and again if we find our way back to the heart back to the magic of the heart cave then then you know like that's where things naturally begin to reveal themselves begin to unfold and um it's just such a such a gift to be able to not only experience this experience but to be able to share it as well so yeah uh, it's like the best part yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's, to have an awakening is one thing but to be able to share it and to be able to talk mm. about it with other people it's another thing so We're just connecting and yeah and then it's a ripple effect and then we realize how common uh, how 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 similar many of us are how how many of us have many similar stories of awakening we um, do, yeah. like you know the, and again through the beautiful times through the challenging times it's all yeah. it's all leading us towards something something bigger some something you know that that's again kind of like us becoming who we're here to be you mm. know so who who are you here not only to be right now but who are you becoming who who are you kind of like you know what is awakening inside of you what is growing inside of you what what's what tree is within your seed so to speak so <laughs> um yeah well you know for anybody who's listening to this we'd love to even just invite you to share a little bit in the comments down below about your own stories of awakening if you feel called to do that in a few paragraphs or less and um yeah we'll we'll get closer wrapping this up river's ready to to get on with the the next things that we have planned for ourselves today as he waves to the camera he's getting good at that eh? yeah yeah he's, he's, he's really taking to this thing. is a new thing yeah yeah he's really getting good at that um but Lacey any any closing thoughts and gratitude and then we'll, we'll wrap it up for today yeah um yeah closing thoughts I would say you know yeah just like which we said before it's just like you know be open to the flow I guess of what the universe is 
is offering. Yeah. Um, even if it feels like you're off the path, um, it's still, you're still on your way to it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, you know, life is beautiful and exciting and we need more people um, sharing their experiences and, you know, collaborating and getting together and, and making a difference, whether that's in our communities or even just our family unit. Because um, I'm sure if, say, you are, quote unquote, the black sheep of the family or whatever, you're like that odd mm -hmm. one out in the family, you're making shifts in your family mm -hmm. unit as well. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, the conversations I've had with some of my family members um it's been very enlightening to see that they are more open than I ever thought um even my older brother who was very much an atheist most of my life and um now is on the path of awakening um which is just so beautiful to see yeah so yeah, yeah. you can plant seeds in your family in your communities with your friends and don't be afraid to show people who you are and this experiences you're having. I think that's like just my advice, because I think for me, I really held back um, so much that I feel really would have benefited people. And I think, yeah, so just have an open heart and share when you feel called to share and look for those, those synchronistic moments yeah. follow your um it's like your friends at the mythos of your own mm. story yeah. which is unfolding and is full of like so much magic so absolutely yeah, yeah. No, that's beautiful well said Lacey <laughs> yeah I think um again just as we move into the conclusion here it's reminding ourselves that like your story is bigger than you you know your your story can become a source of inspiration and a catalyst for others and and i think the best thing that we can do is to be sacred mirrors for one another to to reflect ourselves back upon each other and to be in that space where we're asking each other questions where we're we're inadvertently or indirectly becoming you know like the space holders for someone else's catalyst so i think the journey of awakening is, is something that is going to look different for, for every single person. But I think even as you continue to awaken here is to just be humbled by the fact that you are still on your journey to awakening. Like it, it, it will lead you to the moment of your death and beyond. And, yeah, and that's, a, that's a whole thing in itself, right? Like we're, like we're students yeah, of life. And there's still both. plenty out there for us to discover and for us to learn and for us to be able to have more aha moments. And I think, again, you know, as we move forward, I think the best thing that we can do is to really just move forward from a place of humility, um, a place of patience for ourselves, for others, a place of gentleness. Um, and again, and that, that, that place of, of curiosity and excitement, knowing that the universe has plenty more magic to to be able to to share with us. And, and we don't you know whether it's coming to us or, or or not the fact is that you know it's it's still here now and and so yep concluding with with the the kind of synopsis of what this whole this whole podcast and project is it's found you know like right right here in the heart right in the magic of the heart cave so we hope that this episode has in some way helped uh you uh, experience a little bit of that journey back to your heart cave and uh, we're so grateful to be able to be here once again with uh our our co-producer river who is uh again such a gem and, and a huge part of our catalyst and we got more episodes still to come here 
And um, yep. yeah, Lisa, any just closing gratitude? Uh, yeah, just so thanks for uh, being here and being on the journey of life with us all. And we're just happy to be here and yeah. happy that you are interested in sharing space with us. So yeah. Lots of love to to all of you guys. So. Awesome. <laughs> and if you guys have any recommendations for episodes you would like to see us be able to explore topic wise, um, please feel free to to, to let us know. And um, your Anything comments, goes. your comments are always appreciated. <laughs> and uh, thank you again just for continuing to support in all the different ways. Uh, again, if you guys are inspired to support financially, you can check out our PayPal as well as our Patreon in the info down below, which will have again exclusive opportunities to connect with us uh, in person, online through these events. That, that we do and as well as uh, more content that we are working on that you guys help make possible so with that said this is a uh, another episode of magic of the heart cave and on behalf of uh of myself and Lacey and uh little river here thank you guys as always and um yeah thank you for for keeping the magic alive so all right we love you guys and uh, all the best on your ongoing journeys so talk to you soon take care bye say bye bye river <laughs>